Thank you for tuning in to the Life of KG podcast. We are all about helping you guys in the beauty industry. Whether you're starting out in this industry or been in the business for years, we want to motivate you, educate you, and support you to grow. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to A Life of KG. I hope you all had a fabulous weekend and this week going to be enjoying the sun. I can't wait to get out in it anyway, especially before our businesses launch open again, hopefully in less than two weeks. So today I get to interview Rochelle. She owns a super salon in central Milton Keynes. She's a creator, she's an entrepreneur, she's a mummy, she is just super busy. I can't wait for her to share her story and how she runs business along babies. So without further ado, here she is. So Rochelle, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's all right, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So can you introduce yourself, say who you are and what you do? Yeah, so hi, I'm Rochelle. Um, I have three businesses within the hair industry. Um, I run an academy, I have an extension method, and I also have a hair salon. Um, and I've just recently started selling um, premium hair care as well for a uh, like network marketing group. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Ah, cool. So you're very, very busy. Always, yeah. And I'm a mum of two, so that's a full-time job in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yes, definitely. I don't know how you do it with two. I just about cope with one. <laughs> oh, it honestly, there's such a big change from one to two, but I feel like we're going to come out the other end and hopefully it'll be all right. I'm not going to kind of go back on myself, so fingers crossed. Oh, do you think you'll have any more? Nope, done. I'm literally so done. Like I, I wouldn't, I felt like I wanted a girl and I wanted a boy, so I'm done. I just think upset the balance and I would need a different car and things like that, a bigger house. So I'm just happy where I'm at now. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't want to do it again. If I did, I'd want another. So I'd want four and I just couldn't imagine four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah, oh. exactly. So Rochelle, everyone has a story behind them. What is yours and what made you go into wanting to set up your own salon? So I always really struggled to find hair salons that could accommodate my hair. Um, so I just started doing my own hair and watching, um, I used to go to like Salon International and places like that. Um, and just like watched all of the demos. Like this was before YouTube was massive as well. So I'd watch a few YouTube videos and um, just kind of educated myself. And then I got really good at doing my own hair. So I started doing my friends. Uh, and then I then was like, do you know what? I really want to like change my career point and I'm going to go into hairdressing. So I went and did all of my qualifications and started up doing mobile hair. And with mobile hair, it was really difficult to like find the time. Like I was losing probably an hour a day, just traveling, getting a bit lost. You know, my sat nav then was awful. And I would literally continually be like trying to find someone's house. And when you find it the first time, it's fine, but it's the packing up, the unloading, the mess. And I just never felt like it was a professional service. So I then started getting people to come to my house and at the time I was actually going to get my garage, my mum and dad's garage converted, but then they decided that they were moving to Italy. So that left just fun in the works and I kind of got pushed into it and I'm, I'm so glad I did because I was 24 at the time 
And I look back now and I think, whoa, I was a complete baby. Like, how did I do it? Um, I, I think I just turned 24 as well. So I found a place and I went in it with a friend and she did beauty, I did hair. And we literally just kind of started off the cuff with like secondhand furniture from eBay. I think I bought it from a business going out of... Um, a business going out of business so I got like secondhand chairs I did all the decorating myself I got some like boutique looking wallpaper and mirrors and stuff um and yeah just like slowly kept on making it better as I went along and the more I got in the more I would re repurchase new stuff um yeah so that was it really that was just kind of how I got to the point and I never advertised. It was all, this was kind of when social media wasn't that big. Um, and I tapped into it really early on. So we got quite a good following from quite early. I started posting pictures and getting my clients to, to post pictures and to tag us and to say, I've been to the doll's house and all of their friends would see their hair. And then in turn, they then saw their hair and it just kind of was a knock on effect from there. So yeah, I love social media and I never advertise and I literally just use social media in that sense. Wow. So how long has the been going now? It will be 10 years in September. That's a long time then. Yeah. I can't believe it's going to be 10 years. Like I was fully saying to myself, I'll never get to 10 years. And then, yeah, here it is. And I kind of flies, doesn't it? Have you seen the, the industry change a lot within that 10 years? Oh, so much so. Um, in a good way as well. I feel like we're becoming more regulated as well. Um, and people are making a more informed decision. Um, there was a lot of rogue hairdressers in my day and a lot of people doing hair extensions that were just hair extensionists. But um, I mean, there are a few still day courses, but I feel like people are making more of a decision and they're choosing whether or not to use these companies mm -hmm. because there are people out there who really are, you know, spending a lot on their education and they're, you know, continued professional development. So it's good to see that people are, you know, educating themselves more. Um, in terms of colouring, you know, patch testing is a really big thing now and it never used to be in my day. And that's good to see as well. So, yeah, it seems to be good. So obviously, business isn't easy. And I think a lot of people see like the flash cars, the nice house, the big salon, like the holidays. They don't really see like behind the scenes and what it took to build up that business. How was business for you in the early days? Oh, I think I got one of my old diaries, that one of my first diaries. And me and my husband sat there and laughed because I thought I was busy then. And it was like, oh my God, you're so cute. Like, look at my diary. I think I had like, Probably one of the times I think I had like a four hour gap and um, I probably like cleaned the salon and went and did flyer dropping and stuff. Um, but that was literally when I thought I was busy um, compared to now, like I would never have thought I'd have stylists and a team of people. Um, I have a PA that also does a lot of my meet social media and my answering of everything like emails and ordering stock. And that was a job that I single handedly did by myself so to now have somebody helping me do that, it was really hard to let go as well. But yeah, I have just gone from strength to strength. And I think the main thing is that I was never afraid of hard work and I did put in the hours. Even though I had a four hour gap, I still started at 10 o'clock. And some days I would finish at 10 o'clock, but 
and I'd stay in the salon for those four hours. So it's not like I was ever, you know, swanning around. It was always a lot of hard work and dedication. And now I'm in my 10th year. I'm able to go on these times and take a bit of time with my children. Um, lockdown has massively helped me learn to unwind too. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very tough on myself. I don't let myself have a break. Like this morning I was up at 5am and I was being really productive and I was getting out my posts and replying to, to Instagram. But this weekend I actually said, look, I'm going to reply to everything on Monday. And that's something that I've never been able to do. So um, I've seen the growth within myself. Um, and honestly, it's all about hard work. Yeah. Everything that you do is hard work. I will buy a new, purchase a new course and then I'll go back in and I'll practice it and then I'll, you know, train my team on things. And I think that's the main thing. Like people just think it's overnight success and it really isn't. It's knowing what to do, why to do it and how to do it and just continuing it with it. Like a lot of people get quite lapsed. Like I've always prided myself on the six week appointment mm -hmm. I don't want my client to come to me one time and then on a special offer I want them to come to me every six weeks and I don't want them to leave her without the knowledge so that's one thing I always try and do as well so that we are fully booked for the next kind of three to six months yeah definitely it's key isn't it a lot of people don't have that service or try and book them in for several sessions after or don't have their details for marketing purposes so then the client will come in for like that one-off special occasion but then never hear from the salon again like it's just being in the front of their minds all the time exactly um and you can make their hair look amazing and you can do a really funky cut but if they can't go back and recreate it and you haven't given them the tools i.e teaching them how to style their hair or the right aftercare shampoos then how else would they do it they would be really struggling and they wouldn't be able to you know recreate that style and then they're going to think well that was just way too funky for me and they're not going to want to come back to you so it's all about transparency yeah definitely and on you touching that actually that comes down to like retail and I think a lot of like hairdressers and beauticians are scared to retail because they think oh we don't want to sell but actually it's not that or is it it is yeah. are they able to recreate that style that you've just done at home like how are they yeah. going to look after what you've produced at home yeah. I always tell my staff, like, your client needs shampoo. They're going to buy it from somewhere. So why would they not buy it from a professional who knows their hair, who has physically done it themselves and coloured it and knows what will help to nourish it? So um, a lot of our um, aftercare is, is down to, obviously, extensions. Like, we have people spend thousands. Like, why would you spend thousands on aftercare? On, sorry, hair extensions, not on the aftercare, which is around £30. It just doesn't make sense. So it's just creating that value for the client and everyone that does, they just rebuy because they know how good the product is. Mm -hmm. I physically will always try what we sell. And I personally just couldn't sell you something that I hadn't tried or I didn't believe in. So yeah, we're, we're very particular with what we stock. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm exactly the same. If I don't, if I haven't tried that and seen a difference and I'm not stocking it in the salon. So exactly. And it's not money making it obviously helps and it's great for a salon owner but the reality is you are spending out thousands on stocks so you need to be sure that it's a product that people will return and keep buying so yeah if you just get any old rubbish in people won't rebuy it yeah definitely definitely so over these last 10 years then what's been your proudest moment in business so far 
Um, we won Best Local Business, I think that was 2018. Um, yeah, it was two years ago. So 2018, um, that was amazing because I still feel really young at heart. And like my girls are like 20s, like really early 20s. And I still think I'm like part of their age group. So <laughs> to get like a Best Local Business, not just in my industry, just as a general local business, like that was such a, an achievement because it just shows that it's hard work and dedication that got that. And I love to see like my team happy too. That's a massive reflection. Mm -hmm. And when they're happy, I'm happy. And when my client leaves and they're happy, that's just everything to me. Um, it's such a confidence boost. And that's probably a part of the reason why lockdown has been really hard for me because I've obviously been getting quite a few messages from clients, like really desperate for me to do their hair. Mm -hmm. And it's a difficult thing because I don't want to obviously cross any lines or break any laws. But at the same time, obviously I want to stop the spread, but I know how much it means to clients and they're confident, you know, they're at home with their partners who probably haven't ever seen them without extensions. And that's been a really difficult thing because I just know the confidence boost that it gives women. Um, so yeah, it's, it is a shame, but you know, we've just all, all got to be safe as we can. Yeah. And if I'm doing it and I've got greys and no lashes, then <laughs> I've got to do it too. <laughs> I know. I think we're all in, in it together, but I think I've seen so many posts where people are really mad where clients have asked them to do this and that, but, and I understand that, but at the same time, like, they must feel of shit at the moment. Like we all feel crap. Like and like yeah. if they're at home, like with their husbands or with their partner, and their partner always sees them with lashes on or their hair done and all of this. At the moment, we feel pretty rubbish. Yeah, exactly. We're we're mentally really going through it all. You know, yeah. a lot of people are working from home and also looking after children, and that in itself is literally two full time jobs. And women would spend that time to come in the beauty salon and they would, you know, get that two hours of their, their you know, self-care. Um, and it's just finding different ways now to find that self-care, whether it's when the children have gone to bed, a long bubble bath, you know, even just doing it a bit of DIY, you know, a bit of plucking and a bit of a face mask or a hair mask, just to, you know, just to make yourself feel a bit better. But um, that's just like, obviously, what we're all going through and it is horrible because saying no to someone when you know how desperate they want it and how good it is for their mental health. But at the same time, it's just, I obviously wouldn't want to um, do anything to make any, put anyone at risk. So yeah, it's just trying to do the right thing for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Obviously you've mentioned about, you've got your two babies who are very, very adorable. <laughs> <laughs> how do you find running a business and a family? Like, how do you fit in a plus? <laughs> I, don't, I don't fit myself in. That's probably it. So um, I feel like you always come last as a mum anyway. Um, and especially when you have businesses, like they take complete paramount. But um, I promised with my first son, I probably had about six weeks off. I think it was actually less. I think it was three weeks. Um, and then I went back and started doing a few days. Yeah. And I promised myself when I had my daughter that I would give them a bit more time because I didn't want them to just always see the top of my head whilst I was constantly in a phone or coming in and missing bedtimes. And I see the bond that my son had with my uh, his dad and my husband. And it made me sad because I've, I've always heard that, you know, 
like my son loves me to death but he will always choose his dad um to just hang out with and mm. the bond that they've got so lovely so I promised myself that I would try and find that time because you don't get that time back when they're little mm. and I've had it in the past where I've sacrificed so much of my time for clients and they've turned around and they've gone to someone slightly cheaper or, you know, someone that comes to their house. So I know that I am sometimes indispensable to them. So I'm not indispensable to my children. Like they are there for life and I want to always have those memories. So I had to put my foot down and be a bit firmer and say to my clients, look, I'm only going to be doing three days a week now and I'm not working past these times and I'm only going to be doing a few Saturdays every month because, and a lot of my clients respected it, but I also encouraged my other stylists to get busy because they were then like, well, you've trained this stylist, let me give them a try. And they're so happy with the results. So it's just taking that step and being confident with your ability and knowing that you know your team is good enough and mm -hmm. that's one of the things I think if I continually stretch myself and I continually you know worked all the crazy days I was doing then you know they're going to take it so I just had to say right I'm going to put my family first and this is why I worked so hard in the beginning so that I had that time mm -hmm. um so yeah, I just had to try and make sure I did it really yeah I, d I, I definitely know exactly where you're coming from and I think the worry when you have baby sorry it's the mum guilt isn't it yeah mum and I think it doesn't matter how less you do or how more you do like you always have some type of guilt there but I think you we worry about oh well I need to work this this and this but then it isn't until you actually put places in steps in place like you said be strict with the times that you were going to work say no so you don't extend them and actually you realize well business is still running i'm still taking what i was taking before exactly it's not, yeah it's not until you have that trust in your team that you're like actually i don't even need to be here yeah exactly and that's one thing like if you get yourself a good solid manager like my manager is amazing she i can't fault her she is as hard working as i am and that's rare to find someone that cares as much about your business as you do yeah. so I, i'm holding on to her like because she's gold and that's the main thing like it's given me a chance so i'm going to reward her um we've partnered up in our new business together so with our new extension method um so she's a part of that too and she's obviously reaping the benefits so for me it's like it's it's worth me being able to get that time back because we don't get that time when they're little again no. and i i don't want to miss out on it so or just be tired when i'm with them all the time mm -hmm. how have you found lockdown um I've started to really like it and like yeah. part of me's like I don't even know if I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I know I was itching to get back and now I'm like I really like this idea of maternity leave. I see why everyone takes it. <laughs> I know I can't even imagine having nine months off like no. bliss but um no I really liked lockdown. I think in the beginning obviously it was a huge panic. Um, I think then we as humans just adapt so well and we get used to it and I think everyone's kind of liking the new lifestyle and more chilled lifestyle that they have now and I think as business owners we're all trying to think okay well how can I still have this not running a rat race every single day when we go back and still have kind of more of a balance to life so I think yeah. much as the coronavirus has been so sad and so many people have lost their lives and it's just been awful and obviously the economy is going to crash and things like that um but I think for 
us personally as individuals I think it would have done a lot of people good just to have that time out yeah just to start being grateful for life and grateful for what we've got and exactly and just bringing it back to basics like I explored my village like obviously you know I've moved out to Bedfordshire so we had never even known that there was so much history within our village um we've gone to the woods we've literally really enjoyed the time as a family and we won't ever get this time back when else would the government pay you to stay home like it's just never going to happen in our lifetime again hopefully anyway so we just have to get you know make the best out of a bad situation definitely i do think it is what we make things we could have been like on the floor and oh this is going to happen that's going to happen i'm going to worry about going back and all of that but i think it's just about enjoying that the time that we've had with our family like i've loved being with my daughter every single day she's back in school now but i've I've just i loved having that time and like i said it's time that we're not going to get back so exactly there are like our little best friends (laughs) it's so nice I know there is a lot of um, mums out there that aren't in business at the moment and then kind of put their life on hold because they are a mum and feel that they can't run a business alongside having children. What, what kind of what advice would you give on that? And what's kind of your view on that? So I recently have joined um, Monet, which is a network marketing company. And before I was very sceptical, but I've seen some friends do some real you know get some real success and it makes sense it's literally everything I've always applied to business but you're physically doing it for yourself and the amount of money you can make within it is incredible you know I've been in I think it's almost three weeks and the money I've made already you know from lockdown I'm not earning zero so any little things are bonus but this has been really good bonuses so I feel like for mums that want to get back into an industry or just want a bit of extra cash, network marketing is such a good, such a good investment to do in. Um, You know, like I was saying earlier with retail, I think I paid about £3,000 for my initial stock of a brand that I used. And, you know, a lot of it sits on the shelf, it's dead. Um, Some of the time you need a big warehouse, you need pickers, packers. Like this is literally a ready-made setup business. You don't have to worry about a website. You know, it's already there for you. And you're literally just doing what you would do, scrolling through Instagram, but you're actually going to start making money from it. So that's a good thing for mums to get into um you know you are physically working from home you know kids still nap they're eating you've got a few minutes um you could do that or if you're ever worth and you're looking to like get back into an industry uh, there's so many courses online nowadays um they were offering out free courses the other day from the open university for people to just update their skills so I think the main thing is just going out and taking that risk. No one has ever gone anywhere by saying no. And I always gave myself a goal. And I said, in five years, I want to be here. In 10 years, I want to be here. And it's all about positive mental attitude. Without it, I probably would just sit at home and not really do much. But it's pushed me and driven me to get where I needed to be. And, you know, some of the things are quite superficial, but actually it's you know providing for my family and not relying on a man to you know give me money and wait until that man said here you go here's some cash I'm putting food on the table providing and I'm not having to rely on anybody for it and that's the nicest thing because I remember 
always being young thinking that the man could be a breadwinner but actually no like we're 2020 a woman can be as well yeah definitely you... not that I am the breadwinner my husband does really well too but I feel like we motivate and inspire each other yeah and I was gonna say is your husband really supportive of you he is so supportive like he is a kitchen and a bathroom fitter and electrician by trade but you know, I wouldn't have the salon I did, but if it wasn't for him, he plumbed everything in for me. He, you know, put shelves up. He taught me things. I, I can now physically work a drill and, you know, make stuff from nothing. So, you know, we're a really good team together, but um, it's nice to know that I have that support from him too. If I do have to work a little bit later, um, he can obviously hold the fort down as well. That's so good. Partnership right there. <laughs> So I wanted to touch on obviously what's been going on in the world lately regarding Black Lives Matter and obviously I've been watching your social media and I feel that it's been very powerful and moving and I know you've experienced like racism and stuff in the past. What are kind of your thoughts and feelings regarding this subject at the moment? Oh god have we got all day? (laughs) It's such a a vast thing. Um, I feel like it's been underlying for such a long time and obviously when you start looking at the history of civil rights and you know slavery it wasn't that long ago that these things were abolished so it's still within family and and family lines you know you could hear as a child your grandparents say something derogatory towards somebody because of their skin tone and you would grow up thinking that you are superior that that is right and your way of thinking is the only way because it's you don't know any different and it's just about education I have been educating myself um as a mum I want my children to grow up thinking the world is equal and I want my friendship circle to teach their children that everybody's equal and that is the main part of it it's just treating people as they are humans and that we aren't different skin tones and it doesn't define us you know i see things where it's like oh it's justifying someone being racist like there is never justification for you to be mean to anybody else because of their skin color their eye color their hair color it we are all human beings we bleed the same color blood why does it matter and yeah like it's just sad that it's got to this point now that lives are being taken by people in power because they don't like the skin tone and that's exactly it it's it's having a voice so that we can all stand up and say that's wrong it's not funny to make a joke about someone's skin color it's not funny to you know take the the mick out of somebody yeah and you know so that our children don't hear these things and they unlearn bad behaviors um as their parents we're supposed to mold and guide them and i obviously have a platform for mums so that's all i'm trying to do is just obviously show people racism does exist we can't close our eyes and pretend it doesn't but we can try and make it a better world it might not happen in our lifetime it might not be our children's lifetime but every small step and every small change and reaction will hopefully create a better reaction so yeah Definitely. I love that. And I just think that you should keep shouting from the rooftops because I just think you're so like, obviously you're knowledgeable on all of this situation and everything anyway, but I think you've just got this voice where people will listen. So I think you're doing amazing things. So well done. Oh, thank you. How do you, had, oh, sorry. sorry. I've had such good feedback from mums because like 
there's so many women that say, oh, I'm not racist, but it's, it's really good because people are actually being more anti-racist and they're doing work of more inclusion. And my, I myself was, you know, privy to it. I um, was saying about my doll, I bought my daughter a doll, her first baby doll, and it looks like her. It's the same skin tone as her, same dark hair, same dark eyes. And I probably would have just gone into Smith's and just grabbed a dolly off the shelf. Mm -hmm. But when you see the variety it is very minimal for, you know, black or brown skin dolls. So I actually avidly went out and looked for books and looked for dolls that represented my children and my family. My husband and I are both mixed race. So my, my son and my daughter have one white nanny and one black nanny. So we bought a book that showed their reality and showed their normal so that they don't grow up thinking that it's strange or it's abnormal. So when someone turns around and says, because they've heard a grandparent say something derogatory, like, oh, why is your, you know, you can't have a white nanny, you can't have a black nanny. They can go, yeah, this is my normal and teach that child and educate them. So obviously it's just been about being more inclusive and that's, you know, the steps that I'm taking. And it's so nice to see other mums are doing the same. Definitely. I think it's a lot of, about education and obviously you don't hear about any of this when it comes to schools as well. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of could change in that sense. Same. I've, I've actually signed a few petitions so that it's not just one month for black history. It's inclusive in all history because why should one month be dedicated to it? Like it's history. Like we should know about everything in history. And I think that people will be more proud for their culture and people will be more adopting because, you know, I, we love to go on holiday and, you know, accept and find new cultures so why would we not have that and it be taught in our history books so yeah it'd be good to see definitely definitely how do you think that our industry could help the situation and have an impact when it comes to black life matters well i've always said that hair is hair and i obviously touched on it before the reason why i started my own salon and doing my own hair was because i had been refused in the past to to you know get my hair done in salons mm -hmm. um I went to a few salons and you could see people go I can't do hair I can't do black hair and I've always had very what people would call easy black hair like my hair is super straight I have a bit of frizz to it um and it's got like a nice big curl to it it's not frizzy or afro in any way but I'd walk in places and they'd say oh we don't do black hair uh, or we don't do afro hair and I was like my hair is like a perm if that and it was that refusal that made me just go fine I'll do my own hair or if I did do it people just couldn't do it good and that was from afro salons too I'd been to afro salons and they just like plied it down with grease so it had no movement no life or I'd go to a, a normal Caucasian hair salon and they would you know it would be brittle it'd be dry and they didn't smooth it out enough it was just fluffy still so it's, it's definitely, you know, about equality and teaching people so they don't have a fear of it. If you educate staff to understand that there's different textures, different hair tones, different, you know, hair types, hair is hair. Like, mm -hmm. if I can confidently do anybody's hair because I know that even though Afro hair is very strong, it also has to have a lot of moisture and it can become brittle very quickly. Why are we not including it? why are we not talking about the cortex why are we not talking about all types of hair so that we all have a knowledge even if it's a small amount of knowledge it's still a good thing because there is so much mixing going on in this world mm -hmm. so 
why are we cutting out you know a third of the population because we're not educated in it so i think that our industry needs to do better um and be more inclusive and, and that's just simply it like i train all of my staff all of my staff will work on my hair will work on my mum's hair will work on my friend's hair and if we can get everybody in the industry knowledgeable about all different types of hair you know why would we not make it a better environment for everybody yeah definitely it all comes down to training at the end of the day doesn't it and i think if someone does come in that's mixed race or black that then the stylists don't just freak out and think oh no automatically they're going to be hard and it's the same yeah. um in the beauty side of industry like when we do lash extensions i know a lot of lash techs that will go oh no i can't do black lashes because they'll be thicker or curlier or shorter and yeah. just we should be taught to know how to do them lashes so that we're not turning them them, them away lashes exactly lashes as lashes exactly yeah exactly and it's education and if people like makeup artists like why would you have a kit that doesn't include all skin tones i don't think you can be a makeup artist if you're not going to include all skin tones tell you know, I'm paying for a service. Why would I bring my own makeup with me? You know, I have been lucky that that's not happened. But in the past, I couldn't get hold of, you know, makeup that worked for my skin tone. So I barely wore it. Um, and it's just that it's, we should be making sure that everybody feels included because we don't know how that makes somebody feel by returning them down. I remember wanting to be, you know, whiter. I remember wanting to have whiter hair so that I was able to get it done. And that's something that no little girl should ever grow up thinking or believing that they have to change the way they are to become accepted. Yeah, definitely. That's just really sad, isn't it? That you or any other little girl would even think that. Um, even when it comes to down to social media feeds, like obviously we go onto Instagram, we go onto our grids and that's where like our shop front is especially for those that haven't got shops and that's where people will look when they before they even come to us do you not think as well like we should be adding more of a variety of different cultures onto our feed so if people are doing hair where is the afro-caribbean hair or if people doing lashes where are them them lash shots of black skin like yeah absolutely more of that in? and it's it's really difficult because we are still a minority so you can't pick and choose who's going to come to you mm. and we do tend to find we have a lot of mixed race clients and we'll post every client you know up the befores and afters are amazing on a keratin blow dry um on color changes but you can't force people to come into your salon and pick a style that you might particularly want like i've actually had it from a black woman contact me to say that i didn't have enough diversity on my page on the invisiweave and i was like hon you're barking up the wrong tree you can see the backs of people's heads here you're actually really misinformed i am on the page i am mctrace like sorry just because we're having straighter hair on our page if somebody came to me with curly hair i would do it but we're a new business we have very limited images so maybe go and you know bark up someone else's tree but things like um online retailers pretty little thing are amazing they always have women of all colors women of all shapes and sizes house of cb unreal but there is a few other companies that maybe should work slightly towards might more diverse women and we are still buying the clothes so why do we not want to see what it looks like on us and that's exactly it it's just inclusion and it's not excluding people because it doesn't fit your target market because 
you're missing a massive target market if that is your thought process so it's just yeah like just trying to put it out there a little bit more i suppose because we don't consciously think of it because like i said a lot of us aren't racist we're just not doing anti-racist work and the anti-racist work is inclusion making everybody you know have a voice show showcasing every single different you know hair type out there so that they are reflected in your business definitely definitely i love that well rochelle thank you so much for coming on where can people find you on social media if they want to get in touch so uh the instagram for my salon is at the doll's house mk uh mm-hmm. mine is at rochelle.mama that's r-o-c-h-e-l-l-e dot mama m-a-m-a um at the Invisiweave. um also Facebook is the Dolls House Salon and the Invisiweave and yeah that's that's all my handles. <laughs> Fabulous so there's a lot of handles <laughs> we'll put them in the show notes as well. <laughs> awesome thank you so much for having me it's been a lo- lovely talking to you. You're so welcome thank you. All right take care bye. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Please leave a review and share on social media tagging at KG Salon so we can share. I always follow them. I always follow them. Until next time, have an amazing, successful week.